In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Toba, and we read today the Lord teaching the people, and as part of his teaching and telling them the things that were, go <coughs> the things that were going to happen, the people were asking him for a sign. It says in verse 29, And while the crowds were thickly gathered together, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. And many times when we are trying to find the will of God, maybe in an important decision that we are trying to make, we ask God for some kind of sign. And we try to determine what is, our, what is the right course of action, what is the best decision that we can take. And we're always looking for signs to, for God to show us whether this is the right decision or whether it is not the right decision. But oftentimes God does not communicate with us in kind of miraculous signs or in things that are very uh, clear and obvious that we see like some kind of sign in the sky or some kind of sign in our life. Um, even though we might be asking God for these kinds of things to make sure that the decisions that we're making are right. But oftentimes God communicates in other ways, maybe that are more subtle. So what are some of the ways that God communicates with us? So one way is he communicates directly. He communicates, we see an example of this in, in, in the scripture a lot when God is speaking to certain people. Nowadays we don't experience this so much. You know, typically we don't hear the voice of God speaking to us in an audible voice for us to see and for us to hear. For instance, when the Lord was speaking to Joseph, telling uh, him to take St. Mary and the, the child Jesus and escape from Israel and to go to Egypt, he said, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Maybe this is the kind of uh, speech that we wish that God would speak to us, that when we pray and we ask him, God, what is the decision I should make? We hear a voice from heaven and he tells us exactly what it is that we should do. But oftentimes God does not speak to us this way. Sometimes what God commands actually, even when it is with some kind of direct speech, is he might tell us to do something that is uh, inconvenient. He might tell us to do something that would bring hardship. Actually, in this case, we know that the, the, the idea of St. Joseph going to Egypt with his family was difficult. It was not an easy thing for him to do, to take it, to travel, and to go at that time. And yet the speech and the command was clear. Joseph needed to hear this direct command from God because otherwise he would not have known that this was the thing that he should do. So one way God communicates is with direct speech. Another way that God communicates is through other people, which is much more common um, for us to experience. For instance, when God wanted to warn Pharaoh, um, telling him that he should let the, 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 the Hebrews go out of Egypt from being slaves to being free, he spoke to him through Moses. He, 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 he communicated with Moses. He told Moses what it is that he should say. And Moses is the one who went to Pharaoh. We read in Exodus chapter 8, Moses speaking, and, or, or God speaking to Moses, and he's saying, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with, with frogs. Sometimes we take lightly the advice or the guidance or the, the, the input that we receive from other people. Sometimes we dismiss it because we think that maybe this is just their opinion or something contrary to what we want, and maybe sometimes it is. Sometimes the, the advice that we get from other people isn't necessarily relevant. But sometimes God uses other people in order to communicate 
with us, especially when all of the people around us are telling us the same thing. When, when we go to our, our, our father of confession, when we go to our friends, when we go to our parents, when we go to other people around us, and we all kind of present them the same problem or the same decision that we have to make, and they all kind of tell us the same thing, which is maybe contrary to what we want, contrary to the decision that we ourselves would want to take. It's easy to dismiss. It's easy, again, to say that this is just opinions of people or they don't understand. But many times God is the one actually speaking through them. When all of the people around us or the majority of people around us are all telling us the same thing, maybe this is the voice of God. Maybe God is speaking to us through them and is wanting us to hear his voice through other people. Not through miracle, not through sign, but through the, the input that we are receiving from other people. So that's another way that the Lord speaks to us is through others. A third way that the Lord speaks is through the scripture, through the word of God. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. The word of God tells us so many things that, that, that apply to so many of the, the decisions that we have to make, that the way that God communicates with us. Sometimes we, we make decisions that go directly against what God is commanding. For instance, if, 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 if we know that God wants us, let's say, to keep the Sabbath day holy, he wants us to have a day consecrated to him. And maybe we make decisions that prevent us from being able to do so. Or we know that God wants us to pray. Maybe we, we make decisions that prevents us from doing so. We know that God has all these things he wants us to do and he wants us to be enriched in our spiritual life. But if we make decisions that are constantly preventing us from participating in these spiritual activities that God is asking us to do, then we have to question, is this the will of God, what I'm doing or not? It, 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 God is not going to tell us to do something that contradicts his will, that tells us contrary to what it is that he's saying. So if we cannot find any time, for instance, in our schedule to spend time with God to, uh, to, uh, to, to do, perform any kind of spiritual activities, then we have to question, is, 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 are, do I have a balanced life? Am I setting my priorities correctly or not? So when we read the word of God, it gives us in a very general sense, what is it that God is commanding us all as believers, as Christians to do and how to live. But also it can be a personal message to each of us that as we read the scripture, we find that there is some example, some parable, some situation that very closely matches a situation that we ourselves are in. And we find that God gives us an answer through through the scripture, which is another very important reason why we read the scripture, because this is the word of God, this is the voice of God, not just to the whole church as a whole, but to each of us individually as well. So, so far we said the first way that God communicates is through direct speech, the second way is through other people, the third way is through scripture, the fourth way is through our conscience, that we, that we receive either a sense of peace or a sense of discomfort or uneasiness about a certain situation. That the Holy Spirit is working to guide us to make good choices and that we are like experiencing the work of the Holy Spirit inside of us to kind of make us feel either comfortable to go with a certain course of action or uncomfortable with that action. Sometimes there's a logical reason why that we feel one way or the other, but not always so. Sometimes, sometimes th there isn't necessarily a very specific, logical, rational reason why we might feel a certain way, and yet that feeling is real, and we feel maybe very comfortable with a certain course of action or very uncomfortable with one as well. 
In Isaiah chapter 30, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. This is to say what that, that God is like speaking inside of us. This is not about an audible voice when it says your ears shall hear a word. This is about that, that God is guiding and directing us through the work of the Holy Spirit in us, telling us to go this direction or to go this direction. For anyone who truly wants to commit and submit their lives to the will of God, God will direct. God will, God will work. But we have to ask ourselves, am I, am I, am I willing to submit? to the direction of life that God wants me to go, regardless of whether I like it or I don't, of whether it, uh, you know, of whether it, it, it coincides with my own plans or whether it is contrary to my own plans. What is it that I am seeking? Am I seeking my own will? And I'm trying to find the voice of God that is confirming what is it that I want to do? Or am I actually trying to find the will of God and to hear the voice of God? Because sometimes we deceive ourselves. Sometimes we are trying to put the words in God's mouth. We are trying to interpret anything to mean what it is that we really want. And this is when, when we speak to other people, going back to the way that God communicates through others, they can bring this to light. They can make us realize that maybe we are very biased, that maybe we are not seeking the will of God really, but we are just trying to impose on him what it is that we want and imagine that this is what it is that he wants us to do. So God will speak to us through a sense of, of comfort or, or discomfort about a certain situation. Another way that God uh, communicates with us is through our circumstances. Sometimes there are what we call coincidences or things that happen that kind of are, are clearly directing us in one direction or we see many several like several different things happening all at once coinciding at the same time that either close many doors except for one that is like a clear path forward or or opening a door that was previously closed just at the right time when we needed it to be open and we can see the work of god working in our life through circumstances in proverbs 16 it says the lot is cast into the lap but it's every decision is from the lord now this does not mean that that god wants us to you know apply the strategy of let me just open the bible to a random page and read it and see what's there and that's somehow going to be my answer um, of God communicating with me because more often than not has nothing to do with the situation right it, this does not mean that we should like play the lottery with God but it means that God uses the normal situations in our life in that would otherwise we would think are random situations but he uses it in a way to communicate with us and to help direct our lives in one way or the other another way that God communicates is through our past experiences in Deuteronomy chapter 4, it says, Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Sometimes God prepares us for something that is coming in the future. And what we have today and what we are experiencing today is the whole purpose of it is a preparation. You know, like let's say someone is, um, is, is looking to be married, for instance. Okay, and they're looking to be in a, in a relationship for marriage. And they go through maybe several people trying to see if that relationship with that person is the one that will bring marriage, and it doesn't work. And they try a second time, and it also doesn't work. And a third time, and it doesn't work. And maybe they get discouraged. 
They say, why is it that God is allowing me to go through these, these things if in the end none of these are working and in the end I just feel frustrated and disappointed because each time I believe that this is the one and then it doesn't end up being so, okay? But each one of these relationships is actually preparing us for something that is to come in the future that we have not yet discovered, that we, ha we don't yet know what it is. And many of us can, can think of situations in our life, whether it be relationships or something else, where God prepares us step by step by step in order to get us ready for something that is coming in the future that only he is aware of and only he knows about. So oftentimes God uses past experience in order to communicate with us to, to help us to realize that this whole time when we thought all of these, you know, like uh, unexplainable circumstances, unexplainable events were happening to us that seemed to have no connection or have seemed to have no purpose. And yet some point down the line, we look back and we realize this was actually the work of God, that God was actually communicating and that now having been prepared, I realized that God was preparing me and that he is communicating through this past experience um, that I had and he was preparing me for something um, that is to come. So that's another way that God communicates. The last way I'm going to mention about how does God communicate with us is through consequences, right? through, through consequences. Sometimes when we receive direct warnings from God, like God says, do not do X, Y, Z, we take it lightly. It's like, okay, you know, I know this isn't what I'm supposed to do, but, you know, maybe I want to do it anyway. Maybe I don't think that it's going to be as bad as I thought, or I find some way to justify my actions, or I see other people are doing it, and I, I choose to do it, okay? So the, the, the verbal warnings, or even the warnings that come from reading and the Word of God is one thing, but the warning that comes from actually experiencing kind of suffering, consequence as a result of the, the, the poor decisions that I've made, this is also a communication, right? God, God allows us to experience consequences of poor decisions to help us to realize that these are poor decisions. You know, the wise person is a person who doesn't need these consequences. The wise person is a person who just, God tells them, don't do this. And they said, okay, I trust and have faith and believe that God said, don't do this. I'm not going to do it. But in reality, sometimes we are not that wise. And instead of just heeding the warning from the beginning, we want to try something. We, we, we go into something that we think is going to be good for us and we experience some negative or bad consequence as a result. This is also a communication. This is a way that God communicates. He says, this action is bad. This action is harmful. And if we see that maybe in the lives of you know each of us growing up, the kinds of consequences that we experience as children are very light consequences, but they are preparing us so that we don't make bigger and bigger mistakes that have much harsher consequences in the future. This is actually part of what it means to raise children. When we say we, we're raising children, we're having them to discover consequences. We're having them to discover that their decisions have consequences and that they should be careful in their decisions because as they get older, the consequences can become very severe. So learn the principle when you're young so that when you are older, you, are not, you do not have to suffer through these very difficult um, consequences. So again, this is another way that God teaches us, another way that God communicates with us. In Proverbs 26, it says, As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Right, like like someone who is foolish, you know, he 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 makes a he, he he makes a poor choice. He experiences the consequences of that choice, 
but then he goes and does it again, right? Thinking that somehow the outcome is going to be different, right? And, and the scripture calls him a fool. He says he, this is a foolish person. So one of the ways that God communicates to us and, and, and keeps us safe is he allows consequences, um, hopefully small consequences, so that we don't have to reap the harsher consequences if we continue down that same road. So we spoke about seven different ways that God communicates. The first one is through direct speech, as we see in many examples in Scripture where God just speaks to people directly. The second way is through the voices of other people that we go to for guidance, that we ask them their opinion, and that we are open to hearing from them what is it that they think that we need to do. The third is through Scripture, that when we read the Word of God, we hear directly what God wants as a general will for all, all of believers, but also uh, there could be a special message for each of us as individuals. Through our conscience, so making us to feel either having comfort or discomfort about a specific decision. Through circumstances, through coincidences that we might see happening in our life, where God is arranging certain things in such a way to make it clear of what path He wants us to walk. Through past experiences, to, to make us realize that he has been preparing us for a certain decision when it's time to make it, and then finally through consequences of poor decisions that we have made in the past that now makes us to know how is it that we should proceed forward in our life. So may God always speak to us in a way that we can understand and, and so that we can feel his presence and we can be guided by him and to always feel like he is protecting and walking with us for our for our whole life. And glory be to God forever. Amen.